Hi, this is writer-director Joseph Doherty, and you're listening to the award-seeking show, TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that we'll play highlights from our March 2017 conversation with Steve Bender later on the hour. Steve Bender, producer and director of Elvis Presley's 1968 comeback special. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Chuck Harder is with us as we continue our special celebration of the life and music of Elvis Presley. Chuck produced the highly acclaimed three-part documentary, I, Elvis, for hard copy back in the early 90s, and as a result of that project, Chuck got to know and spend quality time with many members of the Memphis Mafia and is sharing some of his firsthand Elvis knowledge with us this week. Tuesday, August 16th marks the 45th anniversary of the death of Elvis Presley. You can enjoy Chuck Carter's latest music video for free on YouTube. Just type in Chuck Carter Music Music Music. Chuck will perform one other Elvis tune later on in this segment. Chuck? In the summer of 77, I was back home living in Washington, uh, D.C. area, Alexandria, Virginia. And I had dropped out of college and went through a real rough time. And I had had a bunch of jobs. And I acquired a job in the summer of 1977 in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. Um, and it was at a a bar called the Brick Skeller. Now, to enter the Brick Skeller, you had to go down some steps, and it was under a hotel, I think, or something like that. And I was the daytime bartender. So uh, what was interesting about the bar was that they only served beer. Uh, they had like 300 different kinds of beer from all the different countries. And at that time, beer can collecting was a big thing as a hobby. So the walls of the Brick Skeller had shelves and plastic sheets that had all these incredible beers, you know, one of a kind or, or different labels or all this kind of stuff. So it was beer. So what was interesting for me was that every day when I was on my shift, the foreign embassies were in that rough area. It was Embassy Row near it. So in would come in the French guys, the German guys, the Czechoslovakian guys, the Russian guys or whatever, and they would all order the beers of their country, and I think they serve sandwiches and stuff. So, uh, you know, it was United Nations every day. And I, I didn't, you know, I got to know them enough where I'd say, hey, how's it going or whatever it is. And, you know, after a beer or two, the Russian guys would send Czechoslovakian beers over and this kind of thing. And it was wonderful. It held about 60, maybe 70 at the most. So on the day of August 16th, I was in there and two representatives of the Indian embassy came in and uh, they were crying and they sat down at the bar and I said, well, what's the matter? And we were in the taxi radio and we heard Elvis died. I said, Elvis died? What, come on, what are you kidding or something? Oh no, we're so sad. We love Elvis. And as they said that, more people were coming down the steps and I saw their faces and I went, uh-oh. Because at that time, we didn't have a radio or television in the bar and they started all coming in the usual international gang and I just uh, I looked around and I went oh my god Elvis died and that the air was somewhat somber 
and relaxed. One or two guys made a few smart remarks, and they were instantly shut down by everyone else. Some of the people coming in were women who were from the various embassies, and they all had tears in their eyes. So everybody was drinking their beers and, and having you know food or whatever, toasting Elvis and the whole thing. And I was looking at it, and I went, oh, my God, I'm here in this basement bar in Washington, D.C., and I'm seeing the world's reaction to Elvis dying. So we had a, a jukebox in there, and we had one Elvis record on the jukebox, and it was a song called Hurt, backed with For the Heart. I think it came out in late 76. And Hurt was a somewhat big hit for him. It was very big and operatic. It was a remake. And For the Heart was kind of a bouncy country pop song. So, I don't know, after a little while, I got a handful of quarters and went over in the jukebox and threw in a bunch of quarters and played Hurt. And I liked For the Heart better. I put Hurt in three For the Hearts. And when Hurt came on, it was really eerie because it starts out, I'm so hurt. And it skipped and kicked the record off. Wow. And, and went to For the Heart. And I guess the, that side was defective or something. Mm. So For the Heart played, For the Heart played again, For the Heart played again. I went back through a couple more quarters in about five times, and everybody's kind of bouncing and, and enjoying it. And then I'm up, I'm, you know, I got to work. You know, I'm behind the bar, and I'm slinging beers right, left, and center. And it was really beautiful, you know. Uh, some of the other... Uh, embassy people would go over and put a few quarters in and kept playing for the heart. I don't know how many times it played. It's so long ago, but it played for a while without becoming oppressive or too samey. And uh, so that that's my memory of hearing that Elvis died in that basement, seeing all the people from the country, you know, different countries, everybody sharing in a sense of loss, and everybody sharing in how much Elvis meant to them around the world. So I'd like to do my second song on this TV Confidential salute to Elvis Presley. This was the song that was playing in the basement of the Brickskeller on August 16, 1977, that the uh, various members of the foreign embassies kept playing. Elvis Presley, For the Heart. Had a dream about you, baby Had a dream about me and you Had a dream and I woke up crying Well, I can roll, but I just can't rock And the time's going by tick-tock for the heart, I just can't love a nobody but you. Well, I'm high and dry and lonely, and I'm lonely as can be, and I stare out of my window 
I can play, but I just can't win. And the future's looking dim. For a heart, I just can't love a nobody but you. For the heart. For the heart. For the heart, I just can't love no one but you. For the heart, for the heart, for the heart, I just can't love no one but you. Had a dream about you, baby. Had a dream about me and you. Had a dream and I woke up crying. I can roll, but I just can't rock. And the time's going by tick tock for the heart that just can't love and no one but you. For the heart, for the heart. For the heart, I just can't love no one but you. For the heart, for the heart, for the heart, I just can't love nobody but you. Carter performing for the heart, an Elvis Presley tune that was playing at the Brick Skeller Bar in Washington, D.C. On August 16, 1977, Chuck was there. Chuck was the bartender that day. The Brick Skeller Bar near Embassy Row in Washington, D.C. And so you had representatives from uh, all over the world who were con converging at at that bar that day. And uh, and it, uh, yeah, as Chuck just told, it was a very moving example of how meaningful Elvis was to people all, from all walks of life, all over the world. We've been talking, we've been sharing some favorite Elvis memories. We've been talking about uh, the various times other actors have played Elvis for movies and on television. We've been talking about some of our own favorite Elvis Presley performances in his various movies, as well as her favorite Elvis songs. You kind of touched on this in your setup. For, for the heart, Chuck, but mm. uh, you, you gave us a just a snapshot of how much Elvis means to people all over the world and continues to mean to people all over the world. What, what does Elvis Presley mean to you? Well, uh, when I was a kid, I'm an only child and no brothers and sisters, so I guess Elvis was a hero in a way. I liked the records. I used to like to, you know, go see the movies or read about them in the magazines. And, uh, yeah, I guess he was a hero. I have a, a sudden memory of I had a big uh, poster over my bed in 65 when I was young. And then as the years went by and I, you know, started playing guitar and singing and, uh, you know, performing and being very aware of music and things, 
I always uh, liked him, and I, I began to appreciate more his skills and talent as a vocalist, song interpreter, and performer. And uh, even in the late 60s, I still liked the records and so forth. A lot of my friends thought he was old hat or, why are, you know, why are you listening to that? You should be listening to Alice Cooper and Led Zeppelin or whatever. And I liked that, too. But I always liked Elvis, and uh, Elvis, to me, uh, was a symbol of, again, America, that, you know, you could be dirt poor and um, considered shack trash or whatever it was, and some people did consider him that. Uh, he could really rise above through determination, talent, and luck, of course, right place, right time. So... Elvis has always been, uh, I don't know if he's a hero now to me, but uh, somebody that I am i like to listen to every now and then. I always enjoy hearing him. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of segue into a, a quote. Paul McCartney, uh, who we all know who he is, he's supremely popular. John Lennon was asked, why did you let Paul in your group when they were teenagers? He said, because he looked like Elvis. <laughs> and he kind of did. And uh, McCartney was interviewed, and he said as a kid, whenever he felt bad, he could put an Elvis record on, a single, and he'd feel good. And I, I guess that's for me and how many millions others. You know, there, there are certain artists where if, if you hear them, they will make you feel good, even if it's a sad ballad and you feel sad or whatever it is. They move you. And Elvis still moves me, and obviously Elvis still moves many people. So I would say to any TV Confidential listeners who are a bit arbitrary on Elvis or, you know, not that into it really, give him a chance. You know, listen to some of the songs. Maybe watch a couple of the movies. Um, go see this new movie, certainly. You know, go, uh, go uh, support it. And And I think once you grasp him and see him and feel him um he'll always be a little part of you you know and and he was just a an amazing man and a great talent and uh one i think of the most famous people in the 20th century it's funny now if you look at magazines or whatever you know 20th century icons or whatever it is he's always there he's there with Marilyn Monroe or Elvis or Martin Luther King or JFK or, you know, whoever. Elvis will always be with us. And in lieu of anybody that's listened to all this, if you're in the Hollywood area, just, just go down Hollywood Boulevard where the stars are on the sidewalk. Go in any of those tourist traps and you'll see more Elvis than you know what to do with. There's Elvis everywhere. And you know what? I think he is everywhere. Chuck Carter music, music, music on YouTube. That's one of Chuck's recent music performance videos, which he filmed in an actual record store here in L.A. Chuck Carter, always a pleasure. Thank you again for joining us here on TV Confidential. Thank you very much. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash 
TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.